Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us, uh, joining with us on Food for Thought. My name is Sunil Chandy. I'm the rector and priest here at Christ Episcopal Church. And we thank you that you are part of this ministry that uh, seeks to connect uh, with, uh, with you and the world. And this is our ministry is called Food for Thought. Again, thank you for being with us. Today, we have a really wonderful guest. Uh, she's a continuing guest. Uh, her name is the Reverend Bettine Bessier. Bettine has been an amazing friend, uh, and she is the, uh, the priest and uh, priest in charge, rector of St. Thomas Alton, and she is a, a local neighbor, a wonderful uh, uh, person of our diocese, and of course, a great friend of mine, and I really appreciate uh, all that she does. Uh, for our diocese and for our community. And today she's going to talk to us about a local saint, a local hero that has impacted our lives in this area uh, for, for, for many, many, many years. So uh, Dave, please bring uh, Bettine on board. Hi, Bettine. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. I love the color green. Uh, very springy. <laughs> very springy. It's, 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 it's nice and, and, and engaging for this, this beautiful day. Yes. And, and thank you, Bettine, for being with us. You're a great friend. So tell us about this local saint that you, that you uh, have done research on. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to talk about him. His name is Daniel Davis. And he is somebody that our church, I'm, I'm going to tell a story in a minute. But our, our congregation has been working with the Richmond, Richmond, Rhode Island Historical Society and the Cherahoe Youth Task Force. We're trying to find out more about him. So it's such an interesting story. I'm going to give a little bit of a disclaimer by saying we've pieced together um, newspaper articles and whatnot. Um, I, there's very few sources that I've seen myself. I've seen some um, uh, census data, but these are a lot of stories that we're trying to put together. So I'm hoping everything's correct. If anybody who is listening has better information, please let me know because we're eager to find out. So I'll start by saying that Daniel Davis was an enslaved man who was born in Baltimore in 1834. By the way, I'm using notes. So <laughs> that's good. Um, he got taken away from his parents and he was sold to a farm in Maryland. And the person who was in charge of the slaves um, of the farm where he was, was a man named Edward Covey. And that might make, name might sound familiar because Frederick Douglass writes about him in his book. He was a horrible, cruel slave master. They called him the snake um, and lots of horrible stories that, that he did to people. Um, so Daniel Davis worked under him, but at the age of 28, Davis escaped and he found his way to Rhode Island. So it just so happens that it around, that was around the year 1865, there was a school for, um, well, I, I would say for African-Americans in Carolina, Rhode Island. It was led by one of the, uh, there was a local pastor and the Carolina mill owner. They had established this school called the Wilberforce Collegiate Institute. So Daniel Davis was there and he was getting some education. He only stayed for about three months um, and then he left. And right after he left, the school burned down. So after he left, he went to Hartford, Connecticut. He attended school there and he worked as a porter. So that was in 1865. Um, sl slaves had been freed by that time. 
while he was working in Hartford, he met a woman by the name of Almira Bundy, and she was a housekeeper for a family in Hartford. And this is where the story gets very interesting because Elmira was the daughter of a man named um, William Bundy and his wife, Esther. Esther's parents were Harry and um, Jane Browning, and they were African-Americans and they owned a piece of property right behind St. Thomas's church. Oh. So Harry, Harry Browning, this would be the grandfather of um, the wife of Daniel Davis, had been had come from Africa. He had been enslaved, brought to Rhode Island, worked for a family or, or had to live with a family. But he was um, given his freedom when he was about 30 years old, and he was able to buy a piece of property and build a house that was behind the church. It's about one mile behind St. Thomas's. So he built a farm there. His married daughter lived there with him. And then they had this daughter, Elmira. And so Daniel Davis and, El, uh, and uh, yeah, excuse me, Daniel Davis and Elmira came back to Rhode Island and they got married on that farm in 1867. So there's three generations living in this piece of property right behind the right behind the church. So Daniel, um, in the early 1870s, he became ordained in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. You may know that as the AME Church. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, people would be familiar with that. And he was working at a, at a church in New, New London. So you have to assume like every Sunday he would drop, you know, however he got there is, of course, from Alton, Wood River Junction to New London. So that was quite a trek. I come yeah. from New London to Alton every week, but I have a car. So, <laughs> um, so in 1879, he started to kind of become an itinerant preacher. And we know from records of our church and other churches in Richmond, Richmond, Rhode Island, I'm talking about, he um, preached at just different, on different Sundays. He was a local preacher. Now, let me um, just digress for a minute and to talk about my church in Alton. I think if, if anybody's driven through Alton on Route 91, it's the white church with the red doors. Um, it's the only church in the village of Alton. And Alton is part of Wood River Junction, which more people know it by that name. So there was a, a mill built in the 1860s um, in Alton. It was um, where the Charberts is right now for you locals know when Char Charberts closed like 15 years ago. Um, but the first mill was originally built there. In 1870, I think, the, there was a man by the name of William Walton who bought the mill and he decided he wanted to make a whole model village. So he built all these row houses next to the mill for the mill workers to live in. He, um, and he built the church or he had the church commissioned so that the workers would have a place to go and worship. So, and, and the name Alton comes from this guy who owned the mill, Walton, for some reason the W got dropped. Hmm. So, um, our church was a non-denominational church and there, they had Sunday services every, most every Sunday from what we know, just random preachers came and preached. Um, and they, there was also a Sunday school at the church. So anyways, we know that Daniel Davis um, 
preach there. And we, we only found this information out like about seven years ago. So it's not something that we, we had all the pieces to. Um, but so here's the thing. We, we know he, he died. Let's see what, I don't know what year he died. Um, he died in 18, of 1904. He died in 1904. Um, he had been living on that property behind the church with his in-laws. They died. And then his wife, his wife died. And he, Daniel Davis ended up dying four weeks after he died in 1904. But what's really interesting is when you read his obituary, you see that people came from all over. They came from Westerly and from Connecticut. Every, he was well loved by all these communities that they said even when the, a few days before he died, one of the reports said that somebody from Westerly came with some kind of portable organ and all the people in the community started singing outside his house just to cheer him up or to send him to heaven. I don't, I don't know. And then a couple of years after he died, um, People in the community, again, including Westerly and Richmond, raised money to make a very formal um, cemetery site. So the cemetery site is located on the property where the house is. Oh, by the way, the original house burned down. They have since rebuilt it a couple times. Um, but there's there's a very formal cemetery and graveyard with Daniel David and his wife, Elmira, her parents and her grandparents um, all buried on this site. So um, we've been working with the Rhode Island Slave Meda History Medallion Organization. We're hoping that they're going to do some research and hopefully we're going to get a, sl a slave medallion put on that grave or near, at least maybe near the church. Right now that cemetery is on private property, so we have to get the permission of people to go visit the grave. But the Richmond Historical Society and St. Thomas's and the Cherokee Youth Task Force, we're going to have a, um, a field trip to the grave site on June 18th at 10 o'clock. It's about a mile in from the church. Um, we picked that day because J Juneteenth is the next day, June 19th. So we thought this would be a wonderful way to honor Daniel Davis. Yeah. So. The thing is, it's interesting because it's history and because it's a, an enslaved person who was a preacher at our church. But the thing that kind of we all talk about at the Historical Society and the few of us who are following the story is, you know, this was a black man who was a preacher in a village where all the mill workers were white. And we've seen in the census that there were not a lot of black people who were living in Alton or Wood River Junction. So isn't it fascinating? You think about it when you when you look at the racial tensions we have in our state and our country today, that here this family owned property in the midst of um, all these white homeowners, and and this man was revered by the whole by the whole community. Yeah. It's like what what can we learn from that? No. You know, I, I love that. I, th I think that's the that's the uh, the real part of this whole uh, presentation. The uh, the idea that people are people. You know, regardless of of where you come from and what you look like, at the end of the day, when when that that connection is made, all of a sudden there's transformation. And I, I can imagine. I, I mean, 
you know, even Rhode Island, our, 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 our Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island, you know, has a checkered history in terms of racism, because uh, even though it's, it's, it's a New England uh, community and there, and, and many times there are some really very liberal voices, even in terms of even early on in its establishment and, and through this uh, period of slavery, there were still, we, we still encouraged slavery because of the shipping industry that we have here. And we brought slaves from, uh, from Africa and all over the world to kind of to be uh, slaves. And, it, they, and they came through Rhode Island to be, and then uh, went out into other parts of the country. And so, uh, but in the midst of it, we're also this, this community that, that struggles with this idea. You know, and uh, and this Daniel Davidson, he, he really he is. Right, yeah. Yeah, Daniel Davis. He he sounds like an amazing person, a person who could really connect with people, and uh, and able to kind of really engage in, in in wonderful conversation about you know life and faith and and you know it's beautiful. They said he was a great preacher. Some of the notes say he was a wonderful pe preacher and people came to hear him because he was so good. And Wow. And so that's, that's really interesting. Do we, do, does the church have any manuscripts of maybe the, some of the things he said that might've been attached? No, you know, we, we've looked. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Richmond Historical Society, they're kind of on this too. Um, and apparently there's there's some reference to the fact that his wife, Elmira, um, wrote a book about her, you know, her ministry, her own ministry with her husband, but no one has been able to find that book. Um, there's also some records that they had a son. We think he might have been adopted, but we have no record of any family, no, no family that were descended from um, Shortly after they died, the house went into disrepair and it was given back to the town of Richmond. There were no other relatives around. So we hope that, you know, with some help with the organization, uh, the, the Slave Medallion organization, that they might have access to some other information that we can't find. Um, you so. know, this, I was thinking it, it, it's really interesting. Uh, and they're making that trip. Are, is it like a hike into the property? Yeah, it's, we're going to meet at the church at 10 o'clock on Saturday, June 18th, and it's about one mile in. It's um, a road, part of it's a road, and part of it's just on a field. There's no real going through the woods. And then we're going to go um, just have a short presentation at the, at the graveside, just go over probably some of the things that I just said right here. Um, but we want people, you know, we want people in, in Alton and Wood River Junction to kind of be proud of this history that, you know, 200 years ago, you over 250 years ago, they were living as a community with racial diversity and they and they all benefited from it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's it's this idea that we, we you know, uh, yeah, it's this idea that we we're the we in the modern world. Uh, all of a sudden have these problems, but these problems have always, these challenges of relationships have always existed. And, and maybe we could look to our forefathers and foremothers to kind of say, well, how did people get along? How did people, and then look at that and then continue to improve on that, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, looking back, right, I think I, I mentioned twice that once the um that school was burnt down and once the, the Browning Bundy house burned down. So we don't know, you know, if those were accidental fires. I mean, no doubt there were some of the same hostilities that we see today in our neighborhoods on the news. So, you know, we have no, we just have no idea. The records are so scarce, at least the ones we have had access to. So. You know, it's it's funny that we're talking today, uh, today, Bettina, and, and, you know, I just, you know, we just, I just came back from a trip to, from Albany. Uh, I was attending my gra my son's graduation. And, you know, in Albany, in New York, at that, uh, in that, the time that we were there, we had this this horrific Buffalo shooting, shooting a, a, a by a young man, eighteen year old, who comes in and he and he shoots in a in a grocery store that is frequently frequented mostly by Black Americans, and and it was a racist act. It was a, a, an act of gun violence, but it was also, but in the a part of it, uh, my sense was, you know, um, you know hearing the news reports uh, of afterwards and hearing the descriptions of the people, you know, they weren't just, it wasn't just black people. They were people, people with lives, with stories, with, with hopes and dreams. And um, my sense is that as more, more and more people start to, to, to see people as people, not as, as, labels or stereotypes that's when you get the real transformation uh happening so in our community here in alton you know people's the people started to really appreciate uh daniel for who he was and not just a person of uh, just leaving him as a, a person of color that diminishes him right. rather he was a person with with dreams and hopes and he and his wife and and they must have connected with people and shown great hospitality and generosity to the people around you know right. and and that's the type of education and connections i think we need and and if that young man who had that type of experience somehow maybe he wouldn't have been led to to do such a horrific act you know right I mean, you know, maybe on our next talk, we can talk about social media and what that's doing to people in this generation, you know, that I just feel like that is such a, you know, it's hurting families and individuals in so many ways. And just people are crying out because people are lonely and people are angry and they don't have ways to express you know, all the things that they're feeling. And so they, a lot of them turn to violence or other crazy things. Um, yeah, so. I, mean, I, I think I think part of it is, uh, is this connection piece. You know, Daniel Davis knew how to connect with people. Almira knew how to connect with people. I mean, even Almira's parents and grandparents, you know, being former, uh, the grandfather uh, being a former slave, in Rhode Island, being able to buy a piece of property. I know. It, you know, and then being able to maintain it and keep it and the struggles that they must have had just to maintain it. And I'm sure there must have been a great deal of pressure from, uh, from the outside community. But then they were over, able to overcome them 
by just simply being and adjusting and adapting and being generous and hospitable and, you know, what an inspiration. And to think that after he died, that, you know, two towns really, they collected money so that they could put a, a nice, it's a, you know, big gravestone. If you anybody comes on Saturday, you'll see that they have a big monument to him, to his family, that he was that well loved, you know, it's just. Well, and you know what, it's the other thing that it's really, and we didn't even, I, it just reminding you, uh, you reminded me the story. So his owner, the uh, Daniel's owner was, what was his name again? Well, he wasn't the owner, but he was like the overseer, right? Overseer. Um, Ed Con Covey, Edward Covey. Covey in Maryland, and, and, yeah. and Frederick Douglass wrote about him? Yeah. And so did, could Daniel have met Frederick, Frederick Douglass? I think we, I think in his obituary, I have this very long obituary that was written about him. And we even have a picture of Daniel and his wife from the late 1800s. It's a great picture. It's wonderful. Um, I think it does allude to the fact that he did meet Frederick Douglass once. Um, I'm not positive about that, but. You know, here's this other thing. I mean, here's this man who becomes a beloved member of this community, a leader of this community, uh, and becomes a beloved member. But it comes out of this experience that was hard and difficult and could have broken him, you know? Uh, and he, and through that experience, developed, you know, through perseverance and faith, um, he, you know, it's almost like a Joseph story, you know? <laughs> you know, this idea about, uh, you know, life throws you all of these these challenges, and yet in the midst of it, how you come out of it is determined by your faith and the choices you make. And uh, and he chose not to be better, bitter, but rather to be hopeful. To hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bettine, uh, thank you for sharing the story. Uh, you know, I would. I was thinking that maybe even we might be able to get our young people to go together, and if you give us a flyer for that that uh that event maybe we could uh maybe we could join you uh, sure, be great. On, that, on that day and 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 just go there and 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 be a part of this experience yeah that would be great i think we, we just want to try and get the word out to as many community members about this man and it's not just this man it's his wife she was in, in the ministry and in her family just like that we should be lifting them up for all the reasons you just said and so yeah well and thank you for sharing this inspirational story with us uh Bettina. let me just i just want to say I, I have to give credit to these people christina kasman and kelly sullivan I, they wrote a lot of the things that i have just talked about so several many people have written little snippets here and there um, so we, we really need a book about him, but. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank okay. you, Amy. And we thank uh, those uh, researchers as well. All right, great. Well, God bless you. Okay. We'll see you later. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Friends, uh, you know, our time is almost up and, and, and I had to cut that conversation, even though it was so, so interesting. So please join us on that day, I think it, um, it, we could probably 
find it on uh, Bettine's uh, website, and we'll put it on our website at Christ Church as well, and uh, to to remember and honor this wonderful local saint. And we thank uh, God for people like Bettine for helping us to orient and see different things that are happening uh, where God is happening right in front of us, where we we don't always recognize until until someone points it out. Now, we want to thank you all for watching. And if you like this show, please do tell us this. And if there's any comment that you'd like to make, please uh, make it in the, in, in the comment section of, of this program. Uh, right now, this is our tradition. We'll just end our, our time with this prayer. This was commended uh, by uh, Bishop Thomas Brown of Maine. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, who traveled through towns and villages, curing every disease and illness at your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus. Heal those who are sick with the virus. May they regain their strength and health through quality medical care. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together and neighbors from helping one another. Be present with those in authority who are making hard decisions. Support the medical professionals, emergency responders, counselors, and caregivers. We ask this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve God. Spread the light and joy and hope of Christ to the world around you. The world needs it right now. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.